And that's something that I really had to like learn because I thought that I would just build the young version of paperless post. But when I talked to hundreds of posts, they were like, it's not hard to build a page. What's really hard is like communication. Um, and so I've invested more in communication tools than I have in like the, in these visual tools. And that's what I think really sets Seven apart. Colleen has been a serial event host her entire life. She graduated from UPenn in 2018 and moved back to San Francisco to work in tech and discovered that one of the problems she was interested in working on was surrounding event coordination. So in March of this year, she quit her job to pursue her startup, Seven, and she launched the product in New York City in June. For everyone tuning in, this is actually our second go at this. We tried the first time in New York and screwed it up. So we're gonna we're gonna give it a second shot, but it's all good because me and Colleen are now homies. So we, we got a vibe. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so you started corporate, decided to become a founder, and started seven not too long ago. Can you give us a little rundown. This is true. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe just like dialing back to moving back to San Francisco post college. Um, one of the things that I think most people can probably relate to is like moving back to a new city and wanting to meet a bunch of people. Um, and so because I like to plan events, my friend Christina and I decided that we were gonna throw some big parties in her apartment and just try to like expand our network and, and meet some cool people in SF. And we planned this big event, we got all, all the booze, like invited all of our friends on Facebook. And what ended up happening was that the majority of people never saw the invite. And this was like, a really shocking shift from sort of my college days where I was getting like 10 Facebook invites a week and it was sort of the dominant events product. And then it was like post-college, all of a sudden, nobody was checking their account. And so what ended up happening was people either got pissed because they thought we didn't invite them or we had to like text the people that we really wanted there individually, like, hey, I don't know if you saw this invite, um, but you know, this is what we're doing, come through, et cetera. And I sort of noticed that this problem was, you know, persisting beyond that party. Every time I wanted to get people together, um, you know, it was either like nobody was seeing the Facebook event or I had to create these massive group chats. Um, and it was just a very inefficient way to sort of organize with friends. And simultaneously, I was working at Quora, which is a question and answer website. And I was sort of moving closer to product and seeing how, um, you know, product was built. And then I also had a lot of friends that were like starting their own um, software companies. And I had this shift that was kind of like, wow, this events problem that I'm experiencing is really, really annoying to, oh, like maybe I can actually build something myself that's a good solution for this. And so what ended up happening was I you know, tried to build an MVP um, and like contract it out, but that, that didn't go so well. And so one day, um, I sat down and I started taking uh, coding classes and I actually built the uh, MVP myself. That was sort of a long process. It wasn't overnight. But when I was building the MVP, the, the two problems that I was really trying to focus on were, one, people weren't seeing event invites. So I needed a good distribution method to actually get these invitations, you know, in front of people. And then the second thing was that 
you know, when I was meeting all of these new people in San Francisco, there was no way to like effectively ingest those people into my network on any product. So like, you know, when you used to meet someone six years ago or something, you might like friend them on Facebook, but today it's kind of intrusive to do that. And it's just really not the norm. So what we found was like, we were meeting all of these great people, but there was no way to actually like keep up with them or, or invite them to events going forward without like actively gathering their info. Right. So seven, um, basically was built to solve those two problems. And I've released the product in June in New York city and just have been, um, you know, building it up from there. And we have about 7,400 people, I think that are using it. So it's really exciting. And, uh, that's sort of what the journey has been so far. Wow. You, so you started less than six months ago and you have uh, yeah. 7,000 users. Yeah. I want to say launch yeah, in June, but obviously it was building in March, but yeah, it's wow. been good. <laughs> and, I, and I know we were talking earlier, you got like a thousand, right? Recently, like over the past week or two. Yeah. I think, you know, Halloween week was a huge week for us signups wise, just because there's so many events around Halloween. And I kind of did a big push uh, amongst hosts that I am familiar with to get them to use the product. And you sort of see these like surges around um, holidays or long weekends, et cetera. Um, but yeah, Halloween week was a, was a big week. I was a social chair in college. And so I was social chair of the rugby team, social chair of the dance team. And so we had to do like, you know, throw events or whatnot. And you're right. Like it sucked. Like the Facebook event, like people didn't see it. You had to text people. If there was, you know, someone had to pay at the door, I had to check the Venmo list and then, you know, just group text and all that stuff. So I could totally understand, like, from the host perspective, this issue that was going on in college and beyond. And mm-hmm. I know we had talked about, and like, from my perspective, I was a host, but I was also like an event goer, a party goer. So with your platform on seven, there's two people you're catering to, right? There's hosts, and then there's like people who are going to go to the events. How does the platform look for both? Like, what, what is the function? How does this help hosts? And how does this help people like me so that this becomes the platform for, you know, event coordination? Absolutely. So maybe I'll start with hosts and then talk about attendees. So hosts, their number one problem when they're actually like planning and and telling people about their event and updating their event um, is distribution. You know, it's easy to like build an invite on any sort of platform. Like you can make a flyer, um, you could go on something like paperless post, um, you could even go on Facebook, like setting up an event page itself is not hard. Um, But actually getting that page in front of the right people is challenging. And what you need as a host, or at least what I need and and the host that I cater to need, um, is a really seamless distribution method that gives them access to a wide pocket of their network and hopefully, uh, you know, eventually their entire network. So the way that I um, provide this service to hosts is through two ways. So all of the invitations on Seven get pushed to people's text messages. Um, And you kind of think, I kind of think of text as like the last distribution channel that everybody reliably checks. Like we all have a junk email. We all have like these social platforms that maybe we check somewhat regularly. Too many group me's and WhatsApp. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. But your texts, like you don't have a choice but to read those. So I made the decision that um, hosts would communicate with attendees via text as opposed to like having attendees download an app and do push notice. Um, And then the second thing is that every time that you attend an event on seven, the other attendees who were there are added to your contacts on the product. And seven contacts are not normal contacts. Uh, We actually hide the phone number. 
But when you log on to seven, let's say that, you know, you plan some stuff for, you know, the rugby team, uh, people came and then another member of the rugby team wanted to have their own event. They could push invites to everybody they met at your previous event without like friending them, without following them, like, you know, super low friction. Um, and so primarily for hosts, I'm catering to them through the distribution method and actually the, you know, the social graph that I'm providing to them that represents, um, you know, the social graph of people that they'd probably want to have at their event. So that's how I, I'm catering to hosts. And, and of course we have like, you know, the basics of like setting up the event page and hopefully it looks cool. But um, primarily I, I was helping them with distribution. So that's how we cater to hosts. On the attendee side, you know, attendees are less important than hosts, um, but they're, st they're still important. They're less important because hosts can use a variety of platforms and attendees are sort of more like sheep, let's say, where like whatever the hosts use, um, if, the, if, the, uh, if the event offering is good enough, they'll, they'll find a way to sort of get on there. But I really wanted to make sure that attendees didn't have to download an app. Like I wanted the, the process from them receiving the invite to RSVPing to be as short as possible. So I cater to attendees by essentially giving them an experience on the web that's at parity with an app experience so that like they can just go put in their phone number. There's no password. It's just a, a you know, a 2FA code and that then they can enjoy seven online, um, you know, without having to do anything else. And then all of the updates are pushed to their, their device. So on the attendee side, it's like, how can I reduce any lift that the attendee would have to um, make in order to like access the event details um, while also sort of ensuring that they, uh, you know, RSVP, et cetera. So for attendees, it's all about like, I need to make it as little effort as possible for them to access the event and interact with it. With not having to download an app, I also think that's huge because, you know, everyone's talking about like, I got to download another app, I got to get another app. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that, that you've made it extremely simple, like in order for, for events to, to event coordinate and, and attendees to show up in RSVP and, and expand their social graph, like you'd said. But mm -hmm. I do know that in this space specifically, there have been a lot of companies that have tried and failed. And right. I know I'm sure you've done your research and you've tried to figure out, you know, what exactly went wrong. But I was wondering if you could like touch on what makes your product different from other maybe like standalone event products like paperless posts or other companies that you've seen out there? So I think this really goes back to what I was talking about earlier um, when it comes to distribution. So my thesis is that an events product is only as good as the like percentage of your network that it gives you seamless access to. So there's a lot of companies um, and some of these companies have done really well, right? Like we think about eBay, we think about paperless posts, like those are big companies, um, big brands. But the reason that you get 10 in Facebook invites a week in college, or at least I used to, and maybe two paperless posts a year is because Facebook has a connected social graph and paperless post is not. So what do I mean by that? When you go onto paperless post, um, you can make beautiful event pages. Um, you know, the product works really, really well. The visual representation of your event um, is stunning, right? But in order to actually like send your invitations, you have to like build up a mini social graph on paperless post every single time. And that's very different than like, imagine if you went on Instagram and you wanted to send somebody a DM and you had to like, 
upload their handle or their email or their phone number in some way in order to actually like send them that meme, right? You can see just like how much greater that friction becomes. And it's the same for all of these invite builders. Like you can build a great business around invite builders. You maybe have a customer that uses you once or twice a year, but you have massive scale and you're charging for the invite tokens, let's say, because you've provided a beautiful design. But when you think about like somebody who's, you know, like either they're hosting a casual event or they're like a repeated host, it becomes very annoying to have to build that social graph every time. And you're really like compromising on distribution. And that's why like a thousand times over, people would send a Facebook event with an ugly cover photo over like one of these beautiful like invite builders, right? And so it, what it really comes down to is like standalone products need to be connected to a social graph so that you can literally search somebody's name and click a button and that's all it takes to, you know, get them an invite. And, and maybe even better, these products start, you know, recommending the people that they know you already want to invite, right? Like that's not an experience that these standalone invite builders are offering. And that's something that I really had to like learn because I thought that I would just build the young version of paperless post. But when I talked to hundreds of hosts, they were like, it's not hard to build a page. What's really hard is like communication. Um, and so I've invested more in communication um, tools than I have in like the, in these visual tools. And that's what I think really sets seven apart. You mentioned earlier that you have you know, several thousand people on here and I was wondering how with, so with apps like this, I feel like the value add for an attendee, especially, or even host is that other people have to be on the app, right? So right. getting that first 100 or that first 1000, I'm sure like was probably tougher than actually getting the, you know, the most re uh, recent 1000 that you got because the value add to the people you were trying to get maybe wasn't as clear. How did you start with the, with the beginning users? How'd you provide them value and say, you know what it is worth getting on when we might have less than 100 people. This was actually not as challenging as I thought it would be, uh, which is really interesting. So when I was building the product, I had some anxieties around like, what if nobody uses this? Um, but what I ended up doing was June 5th, I believe, you know, I, I had my first event and I decided I'm going to have five events in June and I'm going to be like the seven host in June. Um, and it one helps me de-risk a lot of stuff because I can like really, really find all of the bugs in production. Um, and the other thing is that I can like sort of control the experience for, for the early users. So what ended up happening was I had my five events. Again, it's really easy to onboard onto seven, right? Like somebody gets an invite from me. These people in the beginning, let's say the first 500, like probably know me, right? And know, because it's my event and know that I've been working on this. So they obviously signed up. And then it has this built-in viral loop. So it actually wasn't really that hard to get other hosts to try the product after they had seen my events function properly. So what ends up happening is like, you know, one host, let's say myself, invites 100 people, and then a percentage of those people become hosts themselves. And they already see that, you know, the people uh, in their network yeah. are on the product because yeah. you can see the guest list, right? Um, and even if they're not on the product, that's okay too, right? Because you're sending, everybody has an internet connection and everybody has a phone number and those are the only prerequisites. So it really was, I led by example in June 
And then the sort of the product um, itself was really conducive to hosts inviting other invitees, guests, let's say, who are also users. So the product's great because user acquisition is built into the fabric of the of the product. Is your predominant audience or, or user base, are they university students? Are they like, you know, post-grads who are still trying to live the college lifestyle? <laughs> great question. So I would say it's generally younger post-grads. So like I would say the ages from 22 to 26 are the most active on seven. We are kind of planning to expand more to the college market. Uh, but currently we're just like focusing on sort of the hosts in New York City, which keeps things simple because they can reach out to me. And sometimes we can actually work with them in person to help make their event a reality if they're doing something a little bit more complicated. So it's primarily New York based people from 22 to 26. And actually the majority of the hosts are men. Is that different from observations you've had in like the event coordination space in general? Well, well, yes and no. It's, it's different in the event product space, uh, but it's actually a reflection of what goes on in real life. So it's funny, like when you look at a product like Paperless Post or maybe something like Partiful or Hobnob, Punchable, these are all invite builders, right? They are primarily geared towards women. Um, and you can just see that in the branding and, and messaging that these are products that like primarily cater to the female host, whether it be through like colors and fonts or like um, you know, pop culture references on their website, like these products are built for women. But when I talked to hundreds of hosts, what I actually found was that men were having parties more often than women in this age group. They were having larger parties than women, and they were way more likely to monetize their events. And so it was so interesting to me that like all of these products that were popping up were geared towards women but in my opinion, the male host was the one that like really needed this product the most and nobody was building for them. And that really kind of influenced a lot of the branding and a lot of the early customers that I reached out to, because I really think that this is a product that um, I wanted to feel like gender neutral, but also to like cater towards the types of parties that, that men were having that weren't actually as easy to execute on. Your timeline for the future, you just brought up, uh, monetization, like men monetize their parties more. So I know we talked about like a Venmo integration or like different uh, use cases or things that you're going to add into the app. So what does your timeline look like for maybe the rest of the year, the next few months after that? Is there going to be some really cool updates or? So when I think about now until the end of the year, there's kind of three primary um, things that I'm focusing on. So the first is actually a total front-end remodel of the product. I, I hacked together the product. There's a lot of things that are really great about it. There's a lot of things that could be a lot better from a UI UX perspective. So we're actually taking a lot of the customer feedback from early hosts and just like revamping the entire product. So visually it will feel, um, and experience-wise, it'll feel a lot different in mid-December than it does now. So I'm really excited about that. Um, the second thing is building and ticketing and payments. So we have a Venmo integration that's in beta, which is really, really exciting. Um, and we're also building in ticketing. So a lot of the hosts that we work with have just been like, it's really hard to get paid back, um, you know, for the money I'm fronting for this event. And I have to track it all in Venmo. So the future experience of seven will be like paying your friends uh, for your 
you know, your silent disco headset or your spot on a party bus right on the event page. And then the host being able to like track that all in one place. And then ticketing is ticketing. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, and then the third thing is that I'm building out the team, uh, which is really, really exciting for me. I'm hiring for two roles. One is um, full stack engineering role. And then the other one um, is actually sort of more of a customer success, but product manager role for something we're launching soon, which is called Seven Concierge. Um, and Seven Concierge is basically uh, a tool within Seven that will basically be there to support hosts um, who are having events that are a little bit more complex than like the apartment pregame. So, you know, you'll be able to go on Seven, request sort of anything that you need, and we'll actually try to deliver that to you um, and make your event a reality. So that person's going to like, you know, sort of build out that program and scale it. And I, I'm really, really excited to see how that evolves. Yeah, that sounds super sweet. Anytime I hear the word concierge inserted into a product, I'm like, ooh, fancy. This is, you know. <laughs> concierge does have a cool no, conversation. That's, that's I'm like, can cool. I get a concierge? That's <laughs> I want to, yeah, concierge. That's sweet. Okay, cool. Well, I always like to wrap up with uh, one more question, which is how can we help you out? Um, you know, our community, I'm sure we got big event planners or hosts in here. I'm sure they could reach out. Um, I know we definitely got partiers that are listening. So let us know if there's any other ways we can help you out. You know, if you're curious about the product, just go to seveninvites.com. And there's a lot of information there about how to use it and, and what it does and just more details on what I've discussed today. Um, and then I think the second thing is, yeah, if you're interested in sort of redefining the the future of how events are coordinated, like I am hiring for two roles and um, I'm just looking for people that are smart and um, care about bringing people together and would be interested in sort of, you know, defining what the future of this product looks like. So send me an email, Colleen at seveninvites.com if you want to learn more. And uh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no, of course. I think... Um... You know, I might take you up on the offer. You're telling me it's, I get a cool office, <laughs> move to New York. I get to make an app to help people party. Sounds like- Hell yeah. <laughs> um, living the dream. Yeah, that, that is honestly living the dream. So no, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm very much looking forward to seeing how this grow. Like I said, I've, our generation's seen people try to uh, make this happen. It looks like you're approaching it from a really unique way. And so I'm super excited to see um, the traction you gain over the next couple months. Um, and next time I'm in New York, I'm going to, I'm going to have to come to a seven party. Absolutely. Can't wait to have you. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Colleen. Thank you.